0: Welcome to
1: Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I am so excited to interview one of my special friends and great lady kimberly snyder who has we just recently had such a fantastic conversation on your podcast and i felt like we needed more time so i'm so pleased to be interviewing you now about your newest book beautiful you are more than you think you are i love this kimberly because it's so much related to a lot of the work i've done for years and it's working Hmm. on people's identity but you just do it beautifully just a note before we begin today's episode If you enjoy listening to my podcast and want to get access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, sign up today to become a Patreon member. Every month I will be releasing special bonus podcasts on topics you have requested, doing live Q&As and more. When you sign up today, you will get immediate access to two podcasts on topics I think are so important and pertinent, how to become less emotionally reactive, and how to capture and edit thoughts before they become harmful. You will also have access to exclusive digital downloads and become part of a special community. Sign up today at patreon.com forward slash Dr. Caroline Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. Before we dive in, thank you so much for coming on my show. <laughs>
0: well, Dr. Leaf, I always love talking to you. We have such an amazing vibe of connection, my We do. Doctor- my listeners love you too. So thank you so much for having me back on or having oh, me on another conversation. It does. It feels like it just a
1: flow between our podcasts. We'll just have to do this often because it's great. Yes. Okay. So for those of you in for such a treat, Kimberly Snyder is a spiritual guide, meditation teacher, nutritionist, holistic wellness expert. She's a three-time New, three New York Times bestselling author of five previous books, including Radical Beauty, which you co-authored with Deepak Chopra. You to host a top rated feel good podcast, founder of Saluna, a holistic lifestyle brand. I mean, you've just done so much digital courses, practical enlightenment meditation, and the Saluna Circle. She's been featured in dozens of media outlets, including Good Morning America, The Today Show, The Wall Street Journal. you just like fantastic. Seriously. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So Thank this you book. Doctor. I yeah. so, I so enjoyed this book and it's, it's wonderful. So this book is coming out this week so people can get their hands on it. And you say yeah. at the back, something that really touched my heart because it's something that I say in different words. I like the way you said it, though. Many of us think we just aren't enough, not good enough, not pretty enough, not rich enough, not happy enough. But just because we think we something that think we something, that doesn't mean it's true. You are more than you think you are. Teachers you how to revise your belief system, fulfill your deepest dreams and desires and create an epic and successful and inspiring life. Why did you write this book? I mean, we need this, like seriously, but what made you write this? Because you've been in food. I mean, that's been your big thing has been, you know, food. So you've now shifted to, so you've obviously seen something in the work that you've been doing over the years. So tell us about you a little bit more and tell us about why you wrote this book.
0: So this is this is a great question, Dr. Leaf, and I'm so happy you asked this first. So when I started out, I didn't really know exactly where my life would take me, what I would do with it. I at one point thought I was going to be a doctor. So I went into college with a partial science and math scholarship. And then I interned in a hospital one summer and decided that it wasn't for <laughs> me. It wasn't, for, wasn't me, for you. To put it lightly, but I ended up working for a year. I saved some money and then I decided to travel. I decided to backpack. I wasn't feeling very good in my Dr. Leaf. I had really low self-esteem. I'd been healing from eating disorders. I had a lot of acne, a lot of bloat. I gained a lot of weight in college. I was seeking, and I didn't really know what I was seeking at the time, but I was trying to escape I think, like the restlessness and the anxiety. And so traveling seemed like a way to go and explore. And I thought I would travel for a few weeks, Dr. Leaf, but it ended up being over three years. Wow. So I did it really cheaply. I was living out of a car in Africa. We spoke on mm, our podcast. I was yeah. in Zimbabwe and all around Africa. Yeah. And I sold cool. my car at the end. I lived out of my car. And then I was in Asia for about 18 months. And the reason I bring this up is is because I was out of the Western world for three years. And this really, I was so open at that point, I was receptive. So I was taking in all these new ideas about beauty and about health and wellness and who we really are. And one of the places that had the biggest impacts on me was India. So the first time I went, I was there for about three months and then I kept going and then I went back again for some months. And this is where I started to really learn about yoga which means union. It's not just about the poses, as we know. I started to learn about yoga for the first time in meditation, and particularly from someone named Paramahansa Yogananda, who's the great yoga guru who brought yoga to the West. Yeah. and yes, a lot new. of yeah, yeah, it's over here. <laughs> Exactly, a lot of the teachings I talk about in the new book are are based on or they are based on his teachings. And so, anyways, I I came back to to New York City, Dr. Leaf, because I'm from the East Coast and. I, you know, I had family there and I was starting to apply these teachings. And even though I didn't have any money, even though I didn't have real direction, I was starting to work with the energy inside of me. So, so much of this is uh, Pratyahara, withdrawing the senses just from out here in the ego over identifying with what's going on and coming in and concentrating into the spine. And there's a lot of science in my book as well, which shows how when we're doing different um, yogic techniques, including focusing on our third eye, it actually activates different parts of the brain. So anyways, I was applying these teachings and I still didn't know what I wanted to do, Dr. Leaf, but I was starting to see patterns emerge. I was starting to see more synchronicities in my life. And so I was starting to teach yoga, actual yoga asanas. I was going back to nutrition school. I started a free WordPress blog. And all I, I only told my yoga students about it and my yoga classes were quite full, but I didn't know anything about SEO or marketing or anything. I was just sharing this blog and the blog started to spread throughout New York City. And then my first celebrity found the blog. And to this day, Dr. Leaf, I don't even own a TV. So I certainly wasn't trying to get into that world but then I started working with her and then I got on a film set and then I started meeting all these other actors and producers. And then the next five years of my life were really a lot of the focus was working with these celebrities, traveling around the world, helping them really feel their best, which was never just about the food. It was really about meditation and emotional health and well-being and this holistic lifestyle I call my four cornerstones. But the funny thing about the story is that then I started going on shows like Good Morning America. I was a regular when I was there in New York, all this stuff started to happen. And then the first book deal came. So HarperCollins came to me and my first editor was Sarah. And I actually had an idea for a book. I had a manuscript called Catching the Fire, And it was the teachings that were in this book. And it was a travel memoir. And so she then looked at my blog and she said, but hmm, the recipes and the food seem to be taking off. So why don't we do that book first? And then the second book will be this book. So that first book, Dr. Relief, was exactly 10 years ago to this year. It was called The Beauty Detox Solution. It got really big. It sold like a million copies. So of course the second book, they wanted to do another food book. But then the third book started coming back into chakras and energy. And then the fourth book I wrote was Deepak Oprah. so we're starting to go this way but here we are six books later and this dr leaf i know like this is these are the most powerful teachings this is my playbook for how I've, how i've been able to create abundance and real love and my dream family and get past all the self-doubt and the self-hatred really and all the anxiety so and i also just feel like you know, not everybody has access to all of this stuff. You know, I went through thousands of pages of scripture and old, 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 very ancient writings from thousands of years ago, the the Vedas specifically. And then I I present them with stories so we can see how they're really applicable for modern life and also scientific research, which I know resonates with you very much, just to show the the connection of all these things. What a lovely story. What a lovely journey. And (laughs) I love the
1: fact that it's just so humble. It's just like, you know, this is, as you found yourself, and I always say that when, there's something you can do that no one else can do. But when you in yourself, you just genera- you generate this love and passion as humans and it enhances other people. So your life is very evident of that and how you've reached people in so many ways without even trying. You just became yourself and you and you poured out that love. You know, when we feel like, you, you know this, when your book talks about that, when we are our ourselves, when you are in our identity. And I just gave a lecture at my most recent mental health conference on the importance of self-boundaries and love and how that's core, and with all my patients every for 25 years when i practice and 38 years of research i would always start with identity and self-love and you've basically put you know you've basically pulled that all together beautifully in this book so i want to thank you for the book thank you and thank you for really emphasizing that so let's dive in take us on a journey the best way that you know how through this book so people can get an idea and how to how to go through it to get the best out of it
0: so i do recommend reading the book in order there are three parts the first part is about, well, first of all, let's take a step back. The, the book overall is about connecting in the language of yoga to the true self. And I know this really resonates with you, Dr. Leaf, and we talked about it in our podcast as well. So in yoga, there is the pseudo self, which is the ego, which is always sensing things out here. So it's, there's nothing wrong. Of course we're embodied, we're meant to be in the world, but the issue is when we over-identify our self-worth with all the doing and all that we see. So then if we think, oh, look at what such and such is doing on Instagram or Twitter, and look at me, look at my life. That's when we start to feel small and limited. And that's where we get into that comparison mindset. And I'm not enough is out here. So, but this, this shell actually of what we're doing and what we look like, you know, is what, what Wayne Dyer calls the less than 2% of who we are, who we really are in yogic terms, is the true self. So it's this formless part of us. It's this energy inside of us. You the, know. Mind I the mind that always talk about, the mind. Yes, yes. This, it's a unus. gravitational it's field. Mm-hmm. In spiritual terms, we can say if this resonates with anyone, spirit individualized inside. So it's this drop of consciousness of who we are. And this is practical. Right, Dr. Leaf, this isn't just like, woohoo, like that sounds nice. This is an inner resource that we can count on and go to and and actually work on our connection with to hone our intuition and live in our hearts and, and have this really stable part of us that's infinitely creative. But it's almost like when I started tapping in, it felt like I was taking a step back from all the drama of life and you witness more instead of getting your energy pulled in. So the whole book is about living from the true self more and more. So this is the path. The subtitle of the book is Practical Enlightenment for Everyday Life. Enlightenment means more freedom, awakening. So it doesn't mean we have to be fully enlightened like we hear about Buddha or Jesus, but it's about getting on a path and having really practical tools for if you feel triggered or if you feel not enough or if you feel small or frustrated. I wanted the book to be very practical. So you'll see every chapter has a lot of exercises and meditation techniques and actual teachings and bringing us back to center. So the way it's structured is part one is about getting past the big blocks. So, Yogananda teaches that there are 26 soul qualities that we need to develop as humans in order to fulfill our highest potential. And in the number 1, guess what the number 1 is, Dr. Lee? Fearlessness. So, we need not think about oh, fearlessness most important, but think about it if it's true like we're either in love, expansion or we're in fear. Fear mm-hmm. is the biggest Exactly, love fear. Is- mm-hmm not even getting on the path in the the first place. So we continue to feel blocked and small. So part one is really get about getting past the biggest blocks. There's a chapter on wholeness and going past identifying who we are with our behaviors, which is really usually the, the wounded ego acting out. So it's really connecting to who we are, that steady part of us beyond the good and the bad. So then part two is about once we get past the blocks, embodying more of the true self qualities. So this is where we talk about peace and intuition and so on, and confidence, which I would love to talk about more in a second. And then the third part, Dr. Leaf, is once we get that down, then we go into creator mode. So there's a big, long, the longest chapter of the book is called You Are a Creator. And it's very specific practices for taking our formless energy and our unique gifts and the unique ways in which we can bring our energy, our ideas to the world and how we put it into practice, how we create our best stuff, There's also a chapter there on abundance and magnetism. So once we're more anchored in the true self, and of course, we're going to dip in and out, but these practices help us go back to center, then we can start to really create. And that's what I found in my life, Dr. Leif, when I you know, look at where I was. I was <laughs> broke. I didn't know what I was going to do in my life. My family thought I was crazy because I spent all this money going to Georgetown, going to this fancy school. And then I was just backpacking. But then I came back into this center and I really found my voice and I found the way to channel my creativity. I believe we're all infinitely creative. And then it just was like, I stepped into this river of flow and everything kept unfolding. And that's what I want everybody to know. It doesn't have to feel like all this, this pushing, this arduous pulling and pushing. Thing. And there is this part of us, I think that usually remains dormant. This act this part of our personality, which we can turn on, you know, when we get past the primal fear that is so often, I, I you know, attached to our identity.
1: One thing I want to make a habit this new year is learning how to relax and rest better. Relaxing is so great for our mental health and something we should be much more intentional about. But it can't be hard to get enough good quality rest, which is why I recommend Ned's incredible CBD products. Ned's CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews and they work with incredible partners within the medical field, like Dr. Christian Gonzalez and Dr. Will Cole. Ned also shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products and their extraction process all right there on their site. I personally have begun 2022 starting my day with Ned's amazing de-stress blend to create a better habit loop. This one-on-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom and cinnamon. And it's USDA certified organic. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation, and it has really made a difference in my life. I also love the fact that this NEDS de-stress blend contains ashwagandha, which is an amazing aerobatic adeptin that can enhance your body's resilience to stress, and cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that can support your gut health. A key player in your mental health, my cardamom helps combat stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. If you'd like to give NED a try, cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 15% off NED products with the code Dr. Leaf. Visit HelloNet.com forward slash Dr Leaf to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-M-E-D.com slash Dr Leaf to get 15% off. The link and details will be in the show notes. I love it. So are you going to go into a little bit more detail? You've got the, yes. the chapter one, the block. then second part, the confidence, getting, finding oh, yes. the flow. And then the third part, how to be creative. So that's, So it's the block and then it's the...
0: Yeah, so it's getting past the biggest blocks. Yeah, so- and then it's... Yes. And then it, then it's really embodying this power, really letting it
1: flow. That's in you letting it hour. flow, which is mind. I mean, we're talking about mind. You, we're talking about the block that mind is your aliveness. So you're telling us, basically for my audience who have listened to me for so long, what Kimberly is talking about here is practical steps on how to tune into what's blocking you, release your identity, and then what's going to actually help you experience that, that piece. And then from there, how to use yes. it. Have I, exactly. have I summarized that? Exactly. All right. So are you gonna now take us through a couple of a little bit more depth in each part?
0: Yes. So well, I'd love to talk about confidence for a moment because I think that I don't know about you, Dr. Lee, but I get so many questions about people not feeling confident and not really feeling sure of themselves and, and, and really struggling to feel enough, good enough. You know, these, these like repeated themes for all of us. And it really is, it comes down to, you know, in my belief system, it comes down to one core issue, which is that we're over-identified with the ego, right? So when it comes to confidence, I used to try to get more confidence. Again, this getting, getting from the outside. I tried to get more confidence by, you know, being skinnier or, or having a better body or constantly, you know, tinkering with my hair or like all this outside stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's You know, this by definition is always going to shift and change. And then I was also a huge, huge perfectionist, Dr. Leaf. So I was obsessed with grades. I always had to be number one. I always had to get straight A's and whoa, would my self-esteem tank, if anything was less than. So it was all this like doing and all this looking and everything out here. So by definition, this is always changing. It's not a steady place to put our confidence in. So as I started getting into these teachings and going deeper and deeper into the practice and into my meditation, you get, it's like layers of, I keep peeling away. Well, where does real confidence come from? So in the book, I talk about surface confidence and then true confidence. So at the very, very base of it, comes down to when Moses and Moses, by the way, is the name of my second son. Moses went and, you know, asked the almighty, what, you know, what is it that, that you are? What is this? And the simple statement, which resonates so much with me, I am that I am. But the, I am is when we merge from our limited little egos into this greater divine intelligence, the universe, whatever we want to say, but it's simple. I am that I am. So true confidence comes from i am alive and i'm breathing and i'm a unique creation of spirit and that is it i'm not confident i feel good if i you know (laughs) do this project really well or if i look great in in my dinner for my husband with my husband or whatever it is but that's fun stuff that we enjoy our self-worth should not be tied to anything external like that so the Mm, practice is brilliant yeah so important Mm-hmm. breathing in and out, feeling our body and starting to connect with our energy gives us that confidence, gives us that peace. So I say, Dr. Leaf, we can't really create that. We can't really create a connection and confidence and peace unless we spend time with the energy inside.
1: But so you've got to get to know it, if, if, if that makes any sense. We've got so, you know, you so clearly say with the idea, the ego identification, if we translate that into just living in the world today, we're so compare, we're comparing ourselves to social media, we're living up to other people's expectations, we're being shaped by the world. So you're so busy trying to be shaped by the world that you've forgotten all about yourself. So if I hear you correctly, you're saying, you know, block that all off and just who are you and spend that time getting in touch with who are you. And then you can go look at the outside as fun stuff. You know, the important <laughs> thing, that, that nice meal and that looking nice, there's nothing wrong with those if those are in the right. Perspective—if they are done in the right yes. sense—if they are done based on a value system of yourself that is is strong. Am I yes. hearing you correctly? Is that what you that's, are that's saying? Right.
0: That, that's right. That's right, Doctor Lee. So I, you know, it was really important to me to make the the book practical, and that's why it says practical. Because I love Eckhart Tolle, I love these teachers, but sometimes I read these books and I think, well, how am I? Supposed what do I do? This? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. So what that means practically, let's say the average person, the average you know, woman that I work with, she gets up and even before she's out of bed, she picks up her phone and she starts looking on Instagram or she's an email. So there isn't this moment of self-connection before getting pulled out into the ego. So again, it doesn't mean that we can't do these things and we can't be on social media, but we want to balance outer practices and practices. So even from the morning, and my morning practice includes having hot water with lemon, putting something in your body that's going to help stoke digestion. And you feel that fullness taking probiotics, you know, all these things that are great in the morning, but also as a steady practice spending, you know, in the practical enlightenment meditations that I put out every week are about seven minutes. So really, even if it's 10 minutes, just seven minutes. If you do one of my guided meditations, connecting with the energy here first, feel your breath, Feel your feet on the ground. Feel that we're here. We can't make great change unless we harmonize here first in this moment. So, as part of the morning routine, I I highly recommend a morning meditation. And then, same thing in the evening when we're working to separate the day from our minds. You know, I have two babies now, Dr. Leaf. My youngest is just turned 17 months. Well, he's not a baby, the other one's five. But still, that's, you know. No, let's stay
1: busy. They're busy at a busy age. We high
0: demand physically and mentally and emotionally. So oh, it's a lot. But you know, but it's this this evening you know, come down period, their evening routine, they have about an hour. So same thing as humans. I think we need that time to reflect. I'm a big journaler. I put out a lot of journal prompts. So just introspection, which is a Sanskrit word, svariyaya, which is one of the niyamas, one of the limbs of yoga, is about. Awareness. What were my patterns? What triggered me today? You and I talked about this. You know, wh- why why does that bother me so much? Gathering so, awareness mm-hmm. through journaling. Oh my gosh, Dr. Lee, what I started to see was I get really annoyed when people interrupt me or they don't agree with me. If I ha- if I spend a long time trying to share my opinion, this is in the past, and they still don't agree. Oh, it's not that great to eat a lot of dairy, whatever it was. They would get annoyed. So I would get annoyed. And then I started to see, oh, it's triggering not being seen and not being heard. And that triggers this wound. I have a feeling, oh, I'm not lovable enough to be seen and heard. And so I started to go deeper and deeper into that through these practices. And then I saw, oh, I can actually validate myself. I can love myself. I can soothe myself. So the practice of introspection, not to get off topic, and then meditation in the evening as well. And then some of these practices are so oh my gosh you can do them in 90 seconds too Dr. Lee. Why don't you why don't
1: you do one with us? Why don't you do yes. a, whatever whichever one you well, want. Maybe the confidence or whatever.
0: Well, that one is, you know, I am that I am. There's a breathing practice for when you start to feel triggered when you see something, let's say it's a, something on Facebook or you see some, or someone annoys you at a party. It's a practice for coming back to center. But the one I want to share first, the really the preliminary, preliminary one, Dr. Leaf, is about this concept of getting into the gaps. I, so I was going to
1: ask you about that. I wanted you to, it's a good, you've preempted yes. my question. Yeah.
0: Yes. So when you think about gaps, there are moments of pauses. And if there aren't gaps in music, it just sounds like, you know, a chaotic mess. Or if we don't take gaps between eating and chewing well enough, we end up overstuffing ourselves. So gaps are what we want to create between thoughts so that we can really pause and connect back in instead of being overreactive. Gaps are when we find stillness so that we're not acting out patterns or trying to figure out what people want from us versus what's organically arising from the true self, from our own talents. So this practice is the preliminary one before we get into the subsequent three chapters afterwards, which go deeper into an effective meditation practice. And I say effective, Dr. Leaf, because you know it's not just about relaxing because that's like, I'm relaxing the senses. Remember, yoga really means union. So when we're meditating, we want to create union between our this limited self and merge with divine consciousness, with the I am consciousness, with greater intelligence, universal, you know, life force, energy, whatever word you want to use about union. So anyways, union, um, beautiful word, union. Yes, yes, union, greater expansion instead of limitation. So this practice teaches us, and we'll do it together for a few rounds. Doctor Leaf is to pay attention to the little micro gaps in between your inhales and exhales so what this teaches in yoga when you're going when you look at the scriptures a lot of the breath work as you go into meditation as you go from pratyahara with with withdrawing the senses into dhyana dhyana deeper and deeper into concentration your breath is meant to get more slow and calm So some of the breath work that's really like exciting and like makes you like, you know, really fast, that's for something else. But right now we want to go, we want to drop deep, deep, deep into our center. let's try this practice together, Dr. Leaf. So if you go ahead and just close your eyes. So we're going to be inhaling and exhaling for a count of four, but then we're going to hold the little pauses in between and I'll give the instructions
2: here. Okay, so we'll exhale completely. Okay, now we'll start to inhale. Two, three, four. And then just pause full at the top with the breath in. And then exhale. Two, three, four. And then pause empty at the bottom. Long's empty. And then again, inhale. Two, three, four. And pause full at the top. And exhale. Two, three, four. Pause empty. And inhale. Continued you can just keep breathing now
0: but you can see that was such a short practice we just did two rounds dr leaf but did you did you start to just feel huh oh, ah,
1: oh, totally yeah totally relax i love that one yeah that's so <laughs> nice
0: so so what we see it's so simple but the yogis teach us it's True stillness is actually in between the inhales and the exhales when we're just not doing something. So if we just start to tune in, our you know where we put our energy really expands. So if we just start to feel that stillness, like oh, I'm here, I'm me, I don't need all the stuff from the outside world, just beingness, then that starts to expand more and more in our life, in our relationships. Self sovereignty, not getting pulled into drama as much, not trying to convince people, not trying to control. This stillness is so powerful. It's the building block of real peace in our life. And it just starts to expand. So, what I really want to emphasize, too, Dr. Leaf, is this, you know, what I'm talking about in this book is not that you have to, you know, completely overhaul your whole life. A lot of these practices just take a few moments in the day, you know, in the morning, in the evening, throughout the day, if you get triggered. But it's like, you know, if the Titanic changed one degree, history would have been changed. So it's yeah. the idea of we're putting energy, we're, we're pulling it in little by little, and it starts to create really big changes.
1: Over time. I love that. I love the concept of the gap. I love the, that, that focus because of the busyness of our lives today. And the, you know, we're almost like we've got a hurry sickness. It's literally a hurry sickness. And we've got to try and find quick fixes. So people think that that is a waste of time. But so this, this trains you to the, the focus on the gap or train you that that's actually enriching your time and making everything else more valuable because you're learning yes. how to connect with yourself. Because people have disconnected from themselves. That's why there's such a lot of value issues and identity issues because you've been so oh, we yeah. don't know how to come back to ourselves. So that's such a simple little practice that can, from what I'm hearing you teach, just simple little practices to bring you back into that moment, which is amazing. It's, it's so simple. You know, we, we do this. People breathe and hold their breath. But look at the, it's the perspective that you hold around. Yeah. That inhale of four and then that that gap moment. It's beautiful. Can you talk a little bit more about the gap? I really like that. Yes. I, I love that and how that expands in, over, and generalizes into, your, into all aspects of your life.
0: So this, the concept of the true self is meant to be something that we experience it's not just something that we intellectually understand. So you can read something and be like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, this is what the yogis are talking about. But it is the experience of, of you know, just this deep, deep, deep inner awareness. It starts to increase our self-realization of who we are. So these practices are meant to give us that experience. And that's like fuel, Dr. Leaf, that keeps us going more and more. Because I know the mornings when I don't meditate, I feel very off. But then when I have this experience, it's really just getting on the path and finding these gaps, we start to feel, oh my gosh, that day I had more creative ideas. That day I was less reactive. All these things start to happen. So then these gaps start to, you start to see, I like gaps. Gaps give me order. I'm going to start to create more gaps in my life. So for me, one of the first things I did, which was (laughs) the best decision I ever made, was I started to batch social media right? And all this outside stuff that's coming in. So now I'm all, I don't have alerts coming in all day, right? It take away all the gaps between thoughts. I only go on, let's say like eight to eight fifteen, or, you know, one to two, whatever times I need to go on. And then the rest of the time there's the gap from out here. Otherwise, how am I supposed to write? How am I supposed to, you know, play with Be my kids? Mom. Yeah. Do all these things. So it's really starting to understand this taking back of our, of our power, because like you said, Dr. Leaf, there's so much confusion and there's so much anxiety with people not getting lost. People writing into me, I feel like my life doesn't have meaning. I don't know who I am. We don't know who we are because we're always out here. So these gaps become critical for our mental health and for feeling really happy and fulfilled. So you should, you know, should, I say I should to myself, but no one should do anything. It's It's more if it resonates with you to actually schedule your meditations in the morning and the evening to create that gap I also like to create a gap midday where I check in I you know I put my phone away I sit and I think you know is my energy like where's my energy where am I right now am I attuned to the true self or have I started to go out too much into over identifying with the ego when I take 10 or 15 minutes to call my energy back in because there's still a very full day ahead and I can sort of self assess and see what's going on And that becomes really, really powerful. The other thing that's important, that's powerful about gaps, Dr. Leaf, and I recommend this in the book, is that we do these meditations and it goes deeper and deeper. Oh, Dr. Leaf, you love the other three chapters because we take the gaps and we build on that practice. But we do the practice and then we bring in a deeper introspective practice. So maybe I'll bring up the wholeness practice. I'd love that because in, in going through the book, I, I really like that's why I honed in on yes. the gaps because I, I'd love to take that
1: deeper because it's something that I I didn't use I didn't use the same wording that you're using, but i yes. taught my patients how to use the thinker moment and how to get in tune with yourself. So it's I'm so into this. So yeah, please oh, this just is take it, <laughs> take it take it where you want to go because without that, you can't you can just throw information at people and people just. Can't get it, but they don't bring it into who they are. You've got because you're so capable of storing information and building it all in, but there's this huge, I call it a chasm, but it's actually a gap. It's almost like a negative chasm that is, here's what I know I am, but that's how I'm functioning. And what you're telling us with the gap, if I'm understanding you correctly, is we need to bring these two together. We need to Bring it to cross that chasm between what I, who I know I am and how I'm functioning. We need the we need the gap moments yes. to be able to stand back and see, so that we can reconnect with ourselves, which then brings us into perspective and alignment.
0: Exactly the the gaps. The more we get into the practice, and again, just spending a few moments regularly in the mornings, really getting into these gaps helps us step back. Again, I'll use this uh, Sanskrit word again: pratyahara which is one of the limbs of yoga, Dr. Leaf. It means we're withdrawing the senses. So if it's like, we're, it's so important what people are saying and if they like us or if they like our post and you know, we get into arguments and comments, all this stuff, it means that all our attention, it's like all these little rivulets, like it's all being dissipated out versus really pulling our power into the nadi, into the central energy channel. And so as you were saying, there is a divide sometimes in who we are. And I believe our soul qualities of who we really are is unconditional love and kindness mm-hmm. and compassion. Oh, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. That is That's what natural- we made of. That's what
1: we made of. That's what we're made of. Yeah, and but scientifically issue- we see it, sorry, it means scientifically we see it too. you literally wired for love, neurophysiologically, and then also that. in the quantum fields of the mind.
0: Yes, love, harmony, expansion, oneness. So all these, you know, the the, the wounded ego that has you know, slights, you know, you've talked about this memories that make us feel like we act out these patterns. Sometimes there is this divide between who we know we are and our behavior. So in the whole chapter, and I've worked with quite a few people that have a lot of shame and things that they've done. So I use the example of a, of, a, of a friend of mine who comes to our Saluna Circle and she reached out to me personally about something that had happened. She had cheated on her husband and then he got really angry and he emailed their whole wedding list. Dr. Leaf, 270 people, including the grandmothers and everybody. And so she just had this heavy cloak of shame you know, she walked around with for some years and she gained all this weight and she started dating someone and they cheated on her too. So that's in part one. This is about getting past the biggest blocks. So here's the thing, you know, and, and, and the yogis say this, until we are anchored in the true self, in the divine, whatever word we want to use, our behavior is always going to be unreliable. And what we need to do, we need to look at our behavior, Dr. Leaf, and we need to take the lessons we need to clean up the mess, apologize, or do whatever we need to do, but then we need to let it go because otherwise this heaviness of shame and guilt actually weighs us down. It dims our light and we can't really help support other people. We can't fully unconditionally love other people if we have the guilt and the shame.
1: We're talking the same language. Do you remember, <laughs> in, our, do you remember in our previous podcast, We got so when you interviewed me, we got so carried away with the whole how we show up and how we function is oh. not is not who we really are and how we've got to we've got to gather that and we've got to deconstruct and reconstruct i mean this is what you we're talking that this is it's just it's vital you can't you can't move forward if we don't deal with it and we can deal with them we've got this power in us exactly
0: exactly so dr leaf it's like we're using the same we're using different language for the same stuff same concepts yeah about but baited. i love how
1: you yeah I love how you talk your about neuroscience the <laughs> yeah no, but you are oh, you bringing in more language around the core concept of being wired for love you're giving us better language for understanding what that feels like, which is beautiful. This book really tunes into yes. that and how yes. to find that and make that part of your everyday reality and
2: growth. exactly.
0: It. So, so this is a, a a big concept here is the sun moon pra- practice that I'd love to share from the UR whole chapter, and this this brings up the the concept of our of our shadow a bit, which is these. Carl Young talks about this as well, the disowned parts of us, the parts of us that we don't like to show and we don't like to talk about. So, I definitely recommend doing the gaps practice first, doing a meditation first, and then just coming to a place of real stillness and, and calmness, you know, as much as we can muster. And then what this practice entails is getting out your journal, getting out some paper. And on one column, you write your sun qualities. So it's not as linear as this, but this is how we're, you know, this is how we're explaining it here. So the sun qualities are the things that you like to share about. Oh, I'm a good friend. I, you know, I'm patient. I, I'm a good listener. I share my stuff, whatever it is. And that's easy to recall, but then we want to sit and breathe and show up for ourselves and then write our moon qualities. So the shadow side and, you know, be really honest. And sometimes, you know, you do this privately, that's sometimes hard to go in there, but it's incredibly freeing. You can write out, you know, I actually can be pretty judgmental and I can be mean and I can be petty and I can be stingy or whatever words you want to use and you sit. And even as I say those words, those have strong energy, I can feel sensations coming up and going, right? So it's just these sensations of the ego, which has a reaction in identifying, wants to push away, say, no, that's not me. But the problem is if we don't bring these things to the surface, then they kind of remain these disowned parts of us. So it's like Dr. Leaf, someone looking at you and being like, oh, hello. And wanting you to like them, but then deep down in the back of their subconscious, they may think, oh, but if you know how I was, or if you know that I did these things, you wouldn't really like me. So it's like we're almost self-sabotaging and we're not really bringing our full light. So in this practice, we meditate and then we bring up our sun list and then we bring up the moon list and then we look at them side by side. And we let the sensations come and go. And there's a lot more detail in the, in the book. Yeah, I saw that you've actually got the little chart that you had put up. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but in summary here, but that's you know, what you, I was looking you for. You look just, at, yeah. You want to look at them and then you want to feel whatever goes on. And remember, these sensations, the rising and falling are of the ego, right? The true self is this bliss, is this stable place. And then at the end, we want to affirm, we want to go and, and really do this ending practice of saying, I am. I am, I am beyond all of these behaviors, so-called the good ones and the bad ones. There's this stable part of me and I can see, oh, wow, you know, I, I, I hurt some people. I hurt myself. I accept that, but I understand that, you know, we're all multidimensional. We all have light and dark inside of us. Darkness is the challenge for all of us, right? And darkness is really just doesn't have light yet. So these practices, and there's another one about bringing out your shadows. There's three of them in the fear chapter. When we start to bring these out into the light, now they're starting to get nourished. Now they're getting hydrated. We can see them and we can start to release shame and heaviness. And then we can start to go to the stableness underneath all of the behaviors. If we're so fixated on our behaviors, Dr. Leaf, we're still an ego. We're still acting out of the wounded ego. We're still trying to say, I'm a good person if I do this and this and this, or I'm a bad person. The true self is actually underneath all that. And the more we connect with the true self, the, the natural extension of that, like you said, we go back into our natural state. So we go into this pure beingness where I'm me, you're you. We don't have to be competitive. I see the light in me. I see the light in you. You know, you're more forgiving, more understanding of behaviors. Hey, we're all stumbling along. It doesn't mean we don't make healthy boundaries. You know, if someone's, you know, darkness is actually infringing, we have to put up healthy boundaries. But at the same time, we start to have more depth, more wisdom, more understanding of this beingness versus the doingness.
1: Mm, That's so that's so wonderful. That's so beautiful. And it's so doable. It's hard work, but once you start training yourself to Recognize the the that inner core wired for love nature that's in our spirit nature it's, and then plays out in our mind and our body. The more you tune into those signals, the more yes. you can you can move forward. So that's what you, you know you're teaching people how to do that. And the is we can do that every ten seconds, which means we can constantly, when we conscious, be aware and tune in. It just leads to so much of a more peaceful life because yes. that inner critic and then the critic of others. It's just so disruptive. And you said something I, that I loved as well. I always talk about enhancement. And you said there that it's, we we less judgmental of others. It's not competition. I was so pleased when you brought up the statement, it's not about competition because no one can do what you can do. You know, there's this, you can do something that no one else can do. So yes. we've got to go into enhancement, but we live in a world that just rewards competition all the time. Meanwhile, the true growth will come from enhancement versus competition. That's a concept that's very hard to kind of break in today's cultural society and just how people focus. I don't know how you feel about that.
0: You know, for me, Dr. Leif, I was you know, when, when you said that, it, it made me realize that in the beginning, I was always talking about this stuff and you're like, oh, but then, you know, the, the food part came up, but now you see the food part was kind of how I was always talking about this stuff from the beginning. So when I was working with these celebrities, it was really about emotional well being, processing, meditating, you know, and I'm, I'm so grateful, you know, Drew Barrymore gave this cover quote about, you know, I've been working with her for more than a decade and creating more peace and joy in her life, right? So you have a, you have a later galley there doctor. But, so, but anyways, it's like, now I can, can talk about this more in, in, in terms, because I think this is the most important thing. I think when we start to get more of this rootedness, food, diet, body automatically becomes easier because we're not transposing our needs into these externals, whether it's food. Exactly. Food. Which are
1: exhausting.
0: It's exhausting. So for me, Dr. Leaf, I'll share, and I talk about this in the book. I went through the hardest time in my life about four years ago. And I was at my rock bottom. So it's easy to like go in and out of practices when things are yeah, going really well.
1: Absolutely. That's very when, normal part of being human.
0: But when you have rock bottom, that's when you realize, like, okay, like you, you're you're clinging, you you go into it because you don't have anything else. And for me, my rock bottom was, you know, my my older son wasn't even wasn't one yet. And my mom passed away really suddenly. So we found out she had cancer on Valentine's Day and then she passed March 29th. So it was literally six weeks. And that was like a big shock. And then I kind of looked around at my life and I said, Dr. Leaf, I said, this is is not what I want. Meaning my partner, it wasn't the deep emotional connection. So then I ended up moving out a few months later. So I was a new mom. I lost my mom and then I became a single mom in like this span of time. And so I was not talking about it that much. Like I was embarrassed, you know, about the, you know, and sometimes when you get divorced, whatever, it was just like all this stuff all out that here. All shame and what the all world the tells shame. you failed or whatever, but meanwhile, you haven't. Yeah. So I went, I went deep inside and I met with a monk at the Self-Realization Fellowship, which is Yogananda's meditation organization. And he said to me, Kimberly, he said, treat your home like an ashram for five months. So that's what I did, Dr. Lee. For five months, I this is before COVID, I took care of my child. I did work, but I just went into the scriptures. I just read the Mahabharata and the Upanishads and the New Testament of the Bible and all these teachings. And I meditated and I meditated and I, I got really anchored inside of me. And when I came out five months later, and then you know, some months after that, something really amazing happened. But I had this trust. For the first time, Dr. Leaf, I felt trust, trust in myself, trust in the true self, trust in life versus before I was always trying to micromanage and control things. I realized because my ego didn't feel safe. and I started to feel this trust. And you know what, Dr. Leaf, I felt whole for the first time. So I was walking around, I started to emerge. I was going out in the world and I felt this love inside of me. And that's another whole other topic is the, the love comes inside of the love chapter. I think is really powerful. So anyways, I'm walking around and I get invited to this random dinner party, Dr. Leaf with about 12 people. And it was a podcast dinner. So it was someone who had come on my podcast. I went on his, whatever. I didn't know him that well. So I was like, okay. So I go to this podcast dinner with 12 people in Venice Beach. And then one of them ends up being my future husband, John. But oh my gosh, I tell you this, Doctor Leaf, because at first, if I wasn't in my heart, if I, I talk about you would have missed my- it. Oh yeah, I would have missed it. I was in my this deep place of feeling and sensing energy. I wasn't just out here with my physical eyes. I was into the inner vision. So John comes along. Imagine this, Doctor Leaf. You know, you see me like I'm, you know, pretty I don't, normal looking. John comes in from the neck down, completely covered in tattoos gold grill in his teeth, really into motorcycles and MMA fighting. And, you know, before, but, oh my God, this is so not my type. This is so not the guy I would date or marry. But right away, I just felt this heart connection. And so we sat on the couch and we just talked, Dr. Lee, and he said within 15 minutes, he knew I was going to be his wife, wow. even though he told his friends he would never get married. And then three days later, he told me he loved me. I mean, it just like unfolded And I just think had I, I was in this place of deep connection, I received it. And I think, oh my gosh, Dr. Leaf, how many people let their soulmate walk by, or I could have let him walk by. And now we, and other things. Yeah. That's unreal. Opportunities. And I talk about this in the magnetism chapter as well, how I went to write a book with Deepak Chopra, who was my you know childhood hero, I read all his books. So there are specific practices and techniques for working with your energy and your frequency and your vibration and honing it. So especially in the intuition chapter, I was going deeper into my gut and working with that. And so that's how I was able to, I, say, I didn't call John in, I just, it was a flow. We met and then it was there. It just happened,
1: just flew. Just Flood.
0: happened. So I think about all this stuff that seems so arduous, like finding someone, going on all the dating apps, you know, losing weight, like, you know, the abundance chapter too is so powerful, Dr. Leaf. Maybe, we, you know, anyways, I just want to say, it doesn't have to be so arduous. There's a flow of energy when we connect inside. So abundance is really about showing up with the full in the fullness of this moment without lack, without looking at what's missing. So that's another big question I get is how do I move into more abundance, which isn't just financial. Prosperity, although that's part of it, but abundance of love, opportunities, peace, resources, all these different things. So in the abundance chapter, I talk about, Dr. Leaf, how we focus more on our inner state and it's this repeated vibration of fullness It's registered outwardly in the world and by other people. And then that starts to create the outer form of abundance coming in. Whereas most people look at the lack of what's coming in and they focus and they get frustrated or they're fixated on the outside. But to create real abundance, we focus first here. And then this energy transforms life from the inside out.
1: This episode is brought to you by Public Goods. The one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food. Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly and innovative products. I just placed an order for a ton of pastas, sauces, spices and oils and cannot wait to get cooking. Public Goods is also a great place to get beautifully packaged gifts for friends and family. They ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives, still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. I worked out an awesome deal just for my listeners. Receive $15 off your first Public Goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they're giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage wraps with your order. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com forward slash Leaf or use the code DrLeaf at checkout. That is T-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S .com forward slash Dr. Leaf to receive $15 off your first order. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Can we go into that in a little bit more depth? Because I love it's, it's such an important concept, and the reason why I'd love to just spend a couple of minutes rounding yes. off. And then there's so many other things that you and I discussed before, but we're not going to get to before yes. that we even started recording. So we're going to do a part two. So listeners, don't worry, there's going to be a part two. So for for this for this one, yeah, let's just talk a little bit more about abundance because you briefly touched on the fact that it's not just financial. If you go after the finance, the, you, the, the inner core, it's abundance from your inside out. So people have heard that concept. So can you unpack that a little bit more? And what is that, if you can, if there's enough time yes. to unpack it on a more practical level? Because you, you, the chapter on that is really good.
0: Oh, yes, so, yes. Yeah. Do so we think about abundance. And if it was as simple as, oh, I've got a bunch of money in the bank, then, you know, let's, let's be honest, the happiest people on the planet would be Jeff Bezos and, you know, the really rich people. And it's not just that, it's not just the money, you know, and if you're listening to this right now and you're with Dr. Leaf and you're with me, you know, I know you're looking for more than that. So abundance is this, it's a state of plenty. It's this fullness. It's, you know, the cup is overflowing versus lack. Lack is the ego. Lack is looking at at what is missing. Lack is comparing and saying, oh, you know, her coat is nicer than mine, or I should have more of this, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah,
0: exactly. It could be, and it could be a million different things. It's lack-based thinking. So the antidote to that is not, the solution isn't found where the problem is. Right, So the problem is in lack and focusing out here. So what we don't want to do is continue to hyperfixate outside and say, oh, well, this isn't coming in fast enough, blah, 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 and get continually more frustrated and more lack of energy. The, the solution is found in a different system and the different system is focusing on the inner state. So connecting back to the true self, which misses nothing, which is abundant by definition. So in the practice, in the abundance chapter, what we want to do is we do the preliminary meditations, and then we start to focus on the heart, which is known as the Anahata Chakra, the heart energy right here. And we start to self-generate feelings of fullness and abundance overflowing and sometimes it can be good to have a couple images that we work with in our meditations, Dr. Leaf, or sometimes it's a, it's, you know, if you're having a really tough time in life, maybe it's a, it's a memory or it's a movie or something. But this idea of self generating emotions is something that the Heart Math Institute talks about a lot as well. And it talks about we, we become less and less dependent on something outside of ourselves to bring in this energy. It's the energy that we want to feel. So we sit for a couple moments in the morning. If you're really trying to call in abundance, whether it's financial or in love, I recommend doing this at least twice a day. You do the preliminary, you do this in the gaps, and then you self generate. You focus here, not in your mind, or you would know, say not in your brain, Dr. Really, Lee, but here Go in into your, your heart. mind. Go into like, the depths of
1: your spiritual mind. Yeah, that, in the, the depths
0: core. of your spiritual mind here in your heart specifically, and you focus on self generating fullness, just expansion, nothing's missing. And then you send it out, you radiate it out. You imagine it's energy's going out 360 degrees all around. And then you sit, you saturate yourself in that vibration. And then you start the day in that. And then if you start to feel dinged around a little bit, there's, the, there's a practice in the confidence chapter that you come back to center and then you can work on self-generating more and more. When I did this, Dr. Leaf, I mean, I told you before I was broke, and then I started to get into this flow. And I, you know, I share this because it's like, you know, we, we bought this amazing house in the mountains before COVID started. And then we were just able to buy our farm in Hawaii. We went back and forth to Kauai over the past summer. And I just think, wow, like where I was to here I am. And of course, the soulmate love, oh, my babies, the love. And so I know this is possible for everybody, but I look back at my pattern of, I was hyper fixated on what was going on and trying to control things and get things, get things from other people. Nope. Being in a conversation, trying to get something is very different than just showing up and sharing and being in love. And so sometimes we feel like we have to manipulate and do things, but I promise you, that is not the most powerful way. Most powerful way was when I started doing this practice and self-generating, that repeated vibration inside of you will start to create a match energetically. There's a frequency to it. And so more people are drawn, oh, you seem so passionate. You know, what can I, how can I help you? What do you do? Like people will just start to come in and things will start to happen. And it's a very real, you know, you talk about frequencies a lot, Dr. Leaf. It's something that, you know, maybe the conscious brain doesn't get, but it's registered. And so this practice of self-generating and radiating out on a regular basis, even if it's just three minutes a day, is very powerful.
1: Very powerful. So what I, the way I relate that to my work and for the listeners who have heard me so often, this is the non-conscious mind that you're talking about. The non-conscious mm. mind works 24 seven and drives everything. And it's got at its core wired full of nature. And that's what you want to tune into to be able to then do whatever else is that you need to do. So basically that's exactly what it's, it's people can relate to in this conversation yeah. that they're listening, they can relate. This is the non-conscious we're talking about. Yes. So it's, and your, your non your mind's driving brain and body. So it's, it's We don't have to get out of our brain. What we have to do is we have to get into an unconscious mind. And that's what you're teaching, is to get into that night because that's where the wisdom is. That's where the abundance is. That's where... Uh-huh. Because you need wisdom to be abundant, and you get and to get priorities right and perspectives right. If you're just focusing on the outside, our perspectives are so screwed because we're focusing on I have to have what I can't have. I have to have what that person's got. It's unstable. It's unstable. It's distorted. It's not. It's not. You may you may hit and miss. You may get lucky and get lots of money in that way or whatever. But that's not going to be sustainable or bring you the peace. So That's I totally right. agree. When you do that, you activate your mind, brain and body with psychoneurophysiologically correctly. I love it. Listen, we need part two. <laughs> For now, we have to end because I have to do another interview. Yes. Where can people get hold of you? Where can they get hold of the book? How can they find out more? Oh,
0: So the book is out everywhere now. You are more than you think you are. Wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, anywhere. To get more information about me, everything's on my website, My Saluna dot com, which is S-O-L-L-U-N-A dot com, including our products, our courses, Feel Good Podcast, and the Saluna Circle and more. Wonderful. Fantastic. We'll put all those links in the
1: show note. And thank you so much. It's been amazing chatting again, as I love talking to you. Oh, I love you so much, Dr. Leaf. I just feel so connected to you. uh, Vice versa. Feel the same. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for you to come on my show again.
0: Amazing. And same, same here. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I know you've learned so much. Join me again next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself